The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Many thanks for joining me for this episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood. I'm the director of climate strategy company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2, and across the Nelson-Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net, and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz app. Well, today we're going to Climate Matters number 103. It's the first that's come out since the elections, but since uh, we haven't yet got the final call on the makeup of Parliament or the government, I'm not going to go do a deep dive into politics at this stage. And so apart from a bit of a comment, we're also going to look at different things one entitled Where There's Less Smoke, There's More Fire for Refugees, a great and inspiring story. We're short of olive branches in Ukraine and Gaza, and short of olive oil generally is another one. A great opportunity, intensify greenness as we intensify cities. Uh, we'll reference a Lancet article there, a Lancet paper, trucking towards a better future competition is a, a brief comment on that. Uh, from the Can You Believe It files, something on an unusual way of making tires, car tires and bicycle tires. And then uh, we've got a hot tip, of course. We've also got a quiz question. So here's the quiz question for you to ponder. It's a double question. What are EVI, EVI and GBS, GBS, and how do they relate to the climate? And the clue here is the answer's lies in the intensifying greenness item that we'll come to shortly. However, before I go on to, uh, on to that, I want to just spend a moment talking about our theme music because it's quite a while since I've done any explanation of that. We've got new listeners and some people find it's a little bit strange. In fact, a comment I quite often get is, oh, I feel I should know the music, but I can't quite place it. And uh, so I thought, well, let's go a little bit into that. And it's not surprising because it's, from, it's sort of the same, only different or familiar, but not familiar. Four Seasons, F-O-R, Seasons, is a brilliant yet heart-wrenching adaptation of Vivaldi's famous violin concerti, Four Seasons, F-O-U-R, Seasons. And it's modified so as to reflect climate change. There is, a, You'll find a, a little page on this on the Resilience website if you want to go there. Look under um, our Climate Trust and then under the Climate Matters webpage and there's a bit of information. But basically, a few years ago, the Hamburg Philharmonic Orchestra um, commissioned uh, um, a composer and an AI um, specialist to, to combine the score of Vivaldi's uh, four, four Seasons Concerti with the effect of climate change so that it distorts it. For example, the summer section is, is longer, the winter section is shorter, and so on. So it's a remarkable a remarkable story. Um, it's, made, it's now available public access for any orchestra anywhere in the world. 
do have a look at that if in, if that interests you. Okay, let's get into climate matters number one hundred and three. Um, and I'll start with a bit of a the editorial comment I've got does relate to the elections, not greatly. Thanks for heaps of thanks feedback for climate matters quotes election alarm special close quotes. The results weren't what we were hoping for, but we did get more Greens and we did get more Te Party Māori, who we flagged as the best climate-focused parties. So some hope there. A supposed climate-leaning Labour government, the last one, was really climate ineffectual. We've touched on that often enough, even though they did have some wins. And I've suggested that maybe the Nats, with no such pretensions, are more an opportunity than a problem if they can connect long-term business interests with robust climate action. And those are valid dots to join. So we've got lots of work to do, and it's a difficult journey, but let's square up to that challenge. Right, here's the first article. Where there's less smoke, there's more fire for refugee stoves. Be inspired. Um, just last week, because this uh, Climate Matters 103 is out today, that is the uh, the 24th of October, check out Jesse Mulligan last week, his great interview with Nigel Banford, who's the CEO of the Dunedin Fireplace Company, Eskia, and on their Fire for Life project. Banford seeking a not-for-profit project as a support. He want, they wanted to deflect a portion of their company earnings into public good causes. He heard of the health, logistic, and cost plight of Syrian refugees and their problems cooking on open fires, accessing firewood, having health problems due to smoke inhalation, and that sort of thing. And he challenged his team with what he called one of our hardest ever design briefs. It was a stove using the same fuel the refugees already used, but also half the quantity to cook with. It had to be a smokeless cooker. It had to be able to be flat packed and then easily assembled and wait for it. It couldn't cost more than $20. What a terrific project and a challenging brief. Eskia now ships thousands a year. I think uh, Nigel said about 4,500 a year, and they're getting excellent feedback. There's a lot of they can't visit the place themselves because it's still a war zone, but the the, um, the aid organizations that distribute them are giving them very good feedback from users, including not only all the, the um, benefits you'd expect, but the meals cook in half the time as well. So they've got the refugees have fewer health problems, lower emissions, less impact on trees. They don't have to pay so much for firewood or spend so long scrounging around for it. Way to go, I say. Well done, RNZ, for a great interview, and Eskia for a fantastic project. Links to both of them on the website. There's a cartoon in there reflecting the benefits of innovation, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to try and describe it to you. We're short of olive branches in Ukraine and Gaza, short of olive oil generally. Even olives, those archetypal trees that Google tells us need a long, hot summer have been kneecapped by ultra-long hot summers in Europe. Climate Matters 101, just a couple of issues ago, cited another Lancet report warning of declining food staple crops under the climate crisis. And The Guardian, which we will link to on the uh, Fresh FM Climate Matters webpage, The Guardian has just reported that EU-made olive oil is almost unobtainable at the moment, thanks to uh, the catastrophic impacts 
of the horrendously hot summer. Spain normally produces an incredible half the world's olive oil, but quoting from The Guardian, in Chiclana de Seguera, the cradle of Spain's olive production, the harvest is down 70 or 80 percent. That is down 70 or 80 percent, i.e. they're only getting around 20 percent of their normal crop. An organization called Food Navigator agrees. It points to other oils like sunflower oil being under pressure due to Ukrainian conflict and so on, and it poses the question whether GM generated oils, genetically modified that is, might be an answer. I hope we find a better solution than that. Moving on, a great opportunity, intensify greenness as we intensify cities. The Lancet reports massive research into what they call ambient greenness. So this is the title of the research, ambient greenness, access to local green spaces and subsequent mental health. It involved 2.3 million people in Wales, and they were studied over 10 years. That's a huge project. It found more surrounding greenness as per what they called the Enhanced Vegetative, Enhanced Vegetation Index, EVI, and Proximity to Green Blue Spaces, GBS, each improved mental health, especially for people with existing mental disorders. Additionally, GBS offered extra benefits for more deprived communities. So that's a plus, especially when we're seeking a just transition. Way back in January 2019, Climate Matters 15 reported on the clear benefits of street trees in moderating urban temperature extremes. Um, and so we want to take a, a lesson out of that leaf, that book as well. But let's not overrate the carbon sequestration of those trees. Each tree does okay, but there aren't really that many of them compared with forests and so on. With, with our quest in New Zealand for urban density, we really should plant lots of deciduous trees to cool in summer and admit sun during winter, particularly given that our tendency is to max out every, um, individual site and not do very well at permeating green space. Okay, a quick skip to trucking towards a better future competition, which we've covered before. It's still running. It will run until mid-November. There are great prizes on an important issue, and it's open to everyone behind the wheel of a heavy transport vehicle. So do encourage anyone you know who drives a truck to give it a go. Um, the, the Trucking Towards a Better Future website will be linked on the Climate Matters page on Fresh FM. Here's a quote from well-known New Zealand scientist, Dr. Mike Joy, who is one of about a dozen worldwide scientists who've produced a, a report which is uh, basically called World Scientists Warning, the Behavioral Crisis Driving Ecological Overshoot is the name of the report. And here's the quote, the main drivers of anthropogenic ecological overshoot are human behaviors and cultures relating to consumption. Then it goes on to some other things as well. So let's just unpick that briefly. The main drivers of anthropogenic ecological overshoot, that really refers to the fact that the human species is stressing the planet in lots of ways in addition to climate. Climate is obviously one, but biodiversity loss and resource depletion, and the list goes on. So that's, there'll be a link to that as well. Here's one from the Can You Believe It files. Germany's Continental Tire Company markets a bicycle tire made from 
terexagum. And where does terexagum come from? Well, it's a rubber made from Russian dandelion roots, the, or, or the roots of the Russian dandelion, I should really say. And they're apparently a size of large carrots. The tires, gen tires generally are a source of huge carcinogenic and ocean pollution. They, they make up the bulk of microplastics in the oceans. We'll link to an, a Yale E360 article on that, which is very sobering reading. And we'd say that the terexagum ones, while they reduce the emissions 20% or more, um, they are a good start, but they're still a long way from a good finish to sorting the problem of tires. And I've finished with the joke, we love them, we love them not, we love them, we love them not. A, a flashback to dandelions and blowing dandelion seeds. We're nearly at the end there, folks. A footnote, you may remember a couple of episodes ago, we had we were trying hard to get nationwide screaming, screening of the, the Flannery film, the Tim Flannery film. We've had feedback from a couple of people who've seen it, and their feedback is broadly, it's underwhelming. What a pity, a great scientist associated with a, a, a film that doesn't seem to have um, so much impact. So maybe it's just as well that we couldn't screen it after all. Hot a tip for a cooler planet. Here we go. Invite a neighbor or a colleague to ride share. I'm sure we'll talk more about ride sharing um, for very good reason, even though it seems very low key. It's actually perhaps the most powerful and speediest possible climate strategy we can adopt, especially as individuals. And we'll talk more about that soon. Try and rally the courage or fortitude or whatever it is to actually talk to someone you know who's traveling the same way as you to work and say, hey, what say we ride together? Halve the costs, halve the emissions, a tiny bit of inconvenience, and so on. So anyway, on that, oh, we better give you the answer to the, um, the quiz questions. Well, in fact, in a way, we've given the answer because it was in that intensified greenness little article I quoted, but what are EVI? EVI is the enhanced vegetation index that references the general greenness around a dwelling in the case of this um, this particular study. And what is GBS? Well, GBS are green-blue spaces, which are the, the more substantial nature features that people might have access to, such as forests, such as large parks, such as lakes and oceans. And uh, they make a, the proximity of them to where you live makes a huge difference. Okay, we're right on the end there. I do thank you so much for your company. I hope I enjoy it again next week. And in the meantime, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of access media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.